Don't we serve an amazing God? Amen. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Jesus experienced persecution when he was here on this earth. There were people who tried to catch him in what he said. There were people who tried to throw him off a cliff. And then ultimately, he was betrayed by a friend and led to a cross where he paid for our sin. That persecution continues. It happens all over the world today. Uh, The 20th century was the worst century of Christian persecution in the history of the world. The 21st century is on pace to outdo even that. But we serve a God who is able to sustain us in difficult times. And uh, your problem may not be persecution, but you may be going through a difficult time. And I just want you to know that God can sustain you through those times. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And uh, he is, as we were singing about, our shield, our fortress, our strong tower. Isn't that great? That's what our God does for us. He is sufficient for the problems that we face. And every one of us goes through problems. You may be in the middle of the problem. You may be coming out of a problem, or you're probably getting ready to go into a problem. (laughs) But all of us face difficulty. And so what has God done to provide sustaining power for us in those times of difficulty? And Paul is is, is sharing uh, some things with the Corinthians here, um, again, defending himself, but even as he does so, explaining how God comforted him in the great trial and persecution that he was going through, even as he was ministering and writing the letter to the Corinthians, this letter we're looking at today. Uh, And so he mentions several different avenues that God uses to bring us provision for our comfort. And that's the title of my message, God's Provision for Our Comfort. Uh, We need to look for those opportunities to be a comfort to others, and we need to receive that comfort that God has for us. Amen? God's provision for our comfort. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. Therefore, dear friends, since we have such promises, let us cleanse ourselves from every impurity of flesh and spirit, completing our sanctification in the fear of God. Accept us. We have wronged no one, corrupted no one, defrauded no one. I don't say this to condemn you, for I have already said that you are in our hearts to live together and to die together. I have great confidence in you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with encouragement. I am overcome with joy in all our afflictions. In fact, when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest. Instead, we were troubled in every way. Conflicts on the outside, fears inside. But God, who comforts the humble, comforted us by the arrival of Titus. And not only by his arrival, but also by the comfort he received from you. He told us about your deep longing, your sorrow, and your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. 
For even if I grieve you with my letter, I do not regret it, even though I did regret it since I saw that the letter grieved you, yet only for a little while. Now I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance. For you were grieved as God willed, so that you didn't experience any loss from us. For godly grief produces a repentance not to be regretted and leading to salvation. But worldly grief produces death. For consider how much diligence this very thing, this grieving as God wills, has produced in you. What a desire to clear yourself, what indignation, what fear, what deep longing, what zeal, what justice. In every way you showed yourself to be pure in this matter. So even though I wrote you, it was not because of the one who did wrong or because of the one who was wronged, but in order that your diligence for us might be made plain to you in the sight of God. For this reason, we have been comforted. In addition to our comfort, we rejoice even more over the joy Titus had because his spirit was refreshed by all of you. For if I have made any boast to him about you, I have not been embarrassed. But as I have spoken everything to you in truth, so our boasting to Titus has also turned out to be the truth. And his affection toward you is even greater as he remembers the obedience of all of you and how you received him with fear and trembling. I rejoice that I have complete confidence in you. God's provision for our comfort. Now, God can comfort us in many different ways, but I want to talk to you today about the who of God's comfort. Uh, who does God use to comfort us? Well, first of all, God provides himself. God provides himself. He says in verse 6, But God who comforts the humble. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who comforts the humble? You know what the Bible says? It says that Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross for our sin, rose again, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and sent on the day of Pentecost his Holy Spirit. And the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Comforter. And whenever someone puts their trust in Jesus Christ and repents of their sin, God the Holy Spirit comes to live within them to provide the comfort that is needed. In their life. And even when God comforts through others, God is working through that comfort, uh, through those people to bring comfort. God is the God of all comfort. He is the God who provides for us what we need. How often um, I've, I've spent uh, time with the Lord, maybe listening to a worship song or uh, maybe spending time in prayer, maybe praying with someone else, and, and the Spirit of God just touches my heart and brings comfort. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who comforts us? Maybe you were sitting here in this building today, and you heard a song that comforted your heart. The Spirit of the living God comforted your heart. I've found that God is able to meet our needs when we're in times of difficulty. Um, Certain times of life where I've gone through great difficulty, I've found that God's sufficient. Uh, one of my professors used to say, preachers always do their best when they're in a little hot water. And, uh, you know, I've been in hot water before. But I praise God that God was sufficient to carry me through. He provided the comfort that I needed when I was down. 
I, I can tell you that God is sufficient to carry you through a sickness. See, carried me through my daughter's sickness and gave me grace each step of the way. We serve a God who comforts. Some of you may be discouraged in your Christian walk. You need to ask God to comfort your heart and to encourage you. Did you know He delights to encourage you? The Scripture says in Luke, How much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Now, if you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit lives in you, but He may not be in control. So you ask God to fill you with His Holy Spirit and help you surrender to Him and and keep those sins confessed so that you could walk in His presence because His presence is what comforts us in those difficult times. God is faithful to provide comfort. Um, He comforts us when we feel like we can't go on. Have you ever been there? You ever felt like you're at the end of yourself? Paul and and his companions in in chapter 1 were describing their situation. He said, we despaired even of life. We didn't know how we were going to go on. But the God of all comfort came and ministered to us. And it was as though he raised us up from the dead, spiritually speaking. He renewed us. He restored us. You need to be regularly in your personal time with God, getting his comfort. What I found is when I take my car out and I drive around, it eventually runs out of gas. So I have to, isn't it wonderful that the gas is cheaper? I just have to say that. But I go to the pump and I stick the nozzle in and I pump gas. Why? So that my car can keep going. Did you know when you spend time with God, it's like pumping gas into your soul. God wants to refresh you. He wants to restore you. And as you come to Him, ask Him to help you in your prayer time. Ask Him to speak to you through His Word. And ask Him to help you uh, listen to Him through the pages of His Word and through His touch upon your heart. Ask Him to help you worship Him. And as you do, what you'll find is that God meets you where you are. I love that scripture. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Those times of thanksgiving, those times of praise, those times of pouring out our hearts to God. I love the Psalms. And one of the things I've noticed over and over again in the Psalms is that David will come, or, or Korah, or one of the others, will come, and, and they will pour out their hearts to God. And somewhere in the middle of the psalm, God shows up. Because you can tell by the way they start talking. They were talking about the problem at the beginning of the psalm, but at the end of the psalm, they're talking about the greatness of God. They've shifted from petition to worship. That's what God wants to do in your heart every day of your life. Sometimes I need to go to the pump twice in one day, maybe three times in certain days, uh, because I need that extra fuel from the Lord to keep going. Some of you are involved in, in ministry in our church, and, and uh, you put out, you put out, you put out, you put out. And if you're not careful, what you're going to find is that you will be lean and empty spiritually because you haven't gotten enough from God. You need to spend that time with God to refresh you and to restore you. 
So God provides himself. Make sure you take advantage of God's provision for your comfort by spending time with him. Secondly, God provides friends. Those are good Christian friends. Look at what he says in verse 4. God who comforts the humble comforted us by the arrival of Titus. God comforted Paul and his companions by Titus showing up. Have you ever had a friend like that that just comforts you? Just being in their presence is a refreshing thing for you. Um, Friendships are gifts from God. And there may be times when just being in somebody's presence is enough to help you kind of refresh and restore. There have been times I've gone to maybe visit my family or, or see a friend and And it's amazing, just being in their presence kind of refreshes me and restores me. But then, godly Christian friends can also be used of God to speak into our lives. And uh, the scripture talks about how uh, we can comfort each other. And I've I've been blessed to have some great uh, friends and and family members over the years that, that God has used greatly in my life and um, I've had this experience happen before. Riding along in the car and listening to someone talk, and the whole, they know nothing about my situation. The Holy Spirit is speaking directly to me. Have you ever experienced that? I've had some of you tell me that that's happened during a message. But God can even do that in your friendships as you talk about the Lord. Um, I've, had, I've had some friends who have who've shared what God said to them in their quiet time that morning. And guess what? It's exactly what I needed to hear too. Isn't it great that God can take what you needed this morning and bless somebody else with it? I heard somebody once say, uh, God has not created us to be reservoirs. He's created us to be channels. See, you receive something from God that blesses you, pass it on to somebody else. And let, your, let God use you in the lives of, of friends and loved ones that you know uh, to be an encouragement. Um, you don't know, but what God will use, something that you say, something that you do, some way that you serve to bring comfort and encouragement to someone else. Uh, I heard recently uh, someone sharing about the fact that uh, this man had come to their church, and, and uh, he just loved to come to their church because he had no human contact during the week. He lived by himself, and just human touch was an encouragement to him. Isn't that something? Um, I, I, I remember um, Jim Henry sharing how when he had pastored a church, uh, they would. They had this ritual. They would come in. He and the deacons would walk up the aisle. I'm glad we don't do that here. But he and the deacons would walk up the aisle every Sunday morning. It was just something they did. And uh, he said each Sunday morning, he didn't even think about it, but he, he put his hand on this young boy's shoulder as he was walking by. Years later, he was at a, at a convention, and he heard this man come up to him and say, Hey, uh, uh, Pastor Jim, uh, do you remember me? I was such and such a church and uh, when you were pastor there. And he said, yeah, I remember you. And he said, do you remember? He said, I don't know if you remember the circumstances of my life at that time, but 
my parents had gone through a divorce, and my dad was no longer living with us. And he said, he said I just had no male contact, really. Uh, and he said, he said, each day you would come by each Sunday and put your hand on my shoulder. And he said, just that touch helped me to make it. Isn't that something? You Be willing to let God use you through the words that you say, through the time that you spent, through the care that you show to someone else. You don't know how God might use you. It's amazing to me. I, I'll just share some ways that you have blessed me. Uh, there have been times that uh, I've received cards from you that have ministered to me deeply. There have been some times that one of you has prayed, and guess what? You prayed, you knew nothing about my situation. But the Holy Spirit of God took something you prayed about, and he ministered to my heart. Uh, there have been times when you have said yes to Jesus to do something that Jesus has called you to do, and it's been an encouragement to me. You see how we all are interconnected? You see how God uses us? Those friends that you have in your life, don't take those friends for granted, but uh, allow them to be a comfort to you, but you also be a comfort to them. Say what God lays upon your heart to say. You may say, well, God, I don't know why you want me to say that. Say it anyway. God knows why he wants you to say it. Let him use you to be an encouragement. Titus showed up. And it encouraged Paul and his companions. They were going through a difficult time. And just his presence. By the way, did you know your presence at this church matters? I think sometimes people think, well, people aren't going to miss me if I'm gone. I'm just one person. They're not going to miss me. I'll tell you something, one person made a difference for Paul and his companions. What if your Sunday school class needs to hear something you've got to say? What if they need to hear your intercession on behalf of someone else? God provides friends for us. Allow those friends to be an encouragement to you. And and also... Don't feel guilty about spending time with Christian brothers and sisters. We're so task-oriented, aren't we? I'll speak for myself. I'm task-oriented. I've got to get this stuff done today. Are you all that way? That's the way I am. And if I don't get it done, I'll tell my wife, you know, I didn't get anything done today. And I'm frustrated about it. And, but, I mean, I got stuff done, but, you know... And, uh, but don't feel guilty about taking time for relationships because God brings people into our lives to help us, to restore us, and to use us to restore them. And if we're always too busy to spend that time in those relationships, we'll lose the benefit and the other people will lose the benefit that, that we could have had had we spent that time together. Isn't it interesting that Jesus spent much of his ministry, most of his ministry, ministering and interacting with 12 men? Have you ever thought about that? Yes, he spoke to crowds, but most of his life was invested in 12 men. What did those men do? 
When the Holy Spirit of God came, they turned the world upside down. Relationships are important. So let God minister to you through those friendships that you have, and you let God use you to be a minister to others who are your friends. God's provision for our comfort. God provides himself. He provides friends. And thirdly, God provides the church. God provides the church. Look at verse 7. He's talking about Titus. He says, not only by his arrival, but also by the comfort he received from you. You mean a pastor can be comforted by a church? Absolutely. I hate to tell you, but we put our legs on one our legs on our pants on one leg at a time, right? Hopefully, I've already got my legs on. Uh, we do. I mean, we struggle just like you struggle. We're sheep too. We need Jesus too. We need God's people too. Titus was encouraged by the church at Corinth. Corinth had a lot of problems, but I'm going to tell you something. God used the church at Corinth to encourage Titus. And then Titus got his cup filled up and he blessed Paul and his companions. God has provided the church for your comfort. Pastor friend uh, recently told me, one of his church members came up to him and said, Pastor, I just really wish you would speak on such and such an issue. Because I need to hear about that. His response was, I did last Sunday and you were gone. God has provided the church for your comfort. How much do we miss out because we just aren't there? God wants God's, just in the assembly of believers here that we we meet here, Uh, God wants to encourage you through that. He wants to encourage you through the small groups uh, that we call Sunday school. Where you share your prayer concerns and you pray for each other. And you share and give testimony sometimes. And you know what's amazing to me? I spend time preparing a lesson. And as we discuss, a lot of times people in the class will mention things I hadn't thought about or didn't read about. And it's really good. Sometimes it's better than all the stuff I said. I'm like, wow, I wish I'd have thought of that. Guess what? God might have a nugget like that for you if you come to Sunday school. The church of God is a wonderful thing. Yes, it's got its problems. I know you go out here and you talk in the community, you'll hear, well, I heard such such and so this happened at that church and this happened at that church. I understand all that. The church is not perfect. We're imperfect people in need of a perfect Savior. But I want to tell you something. The church of God is God's plan. It's God's plan. I hear people sometimes say, well, I can worship God out on the golf course. I can worship Him on the lake in my bass boat. You're thinking about God on your bass boat? Can I say to you, that's not God's plan. God has designed the church to be the place where you, not necessarily a building, okay? This building, it's great. God has blessed us. We've got a nice building. It's not so much the building. It's God's people. 
That's, that's what the church is. It's an, the assembly of God's people. God has designed you to need the church. And the church to need you. So that he gifts us all differently. So that when, when you meet together and, and in that time of Sunday school or as God lays something upon your heart, you can share. Or you might do something to minister to somebody in the body. You hear about a need and you go during the week and you minister to that person. And, and God uses us to bring comfort and encouragement. How many times have I talked to one of our shut-ins or somebody in, in a nursing home and I hear... The women on mission came by to see me, and they brought me cookies. I said, boy, I wish I'd have, I was here. <laughs> but they, they're talking about God's people ministering to their need. That's what the church is about. God uses us to build each other up. God uses us to bring encouragement. Don't miss out on the comfort God has for you by missing out on church. And don't miss out on the ministry that God has for you at the church. This is God's means of providing comfort. I want you to think about this. The Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament. And yet, it was probably one of the greatest, probably the greatest missionary to ever live. Went around and established churches all over Europe. Uh, went through incredible hardship and difficulty. And yet he says, I need comfort. If the Apostle Paul needs comfort, Roger Pugh needs comfort. You need comfort. Take God up on his offer. Spend time with Him in personal relationship. Let God provide the comfort that you need. Spend time with godly friends. Let those friends build you up and provide comfort you need. Spend time in God's church. Let God build you up through the church. By the way, let me say one more thing about the church. I know we live in busy times and we're stressed out and we're here and we run here and there and to and fro. And, and I'm not about legalism. You know that. But I used to talk to uh, some, of the, some of the people who were alive in the early 1900s. This lady named Annie Smith. She told me they used to have something called protracted meetings. And she says, and they were quite protracted. So her, her exact words. They would meet for two weeks for revival. Three times a day. She said, everybody would drop things. She said, we, you know, in the morning we'd meet, at lunch we'd meet, and in the evening we'd meet every, for two weeks. She said, she said, sometimes longer. And people just set aside the things they were doing to draw aside to be with God. Isn't it amazing that most of us can't carve out time for God or won't carve out time for God? I'm not telling you what to carve out. I'm just saying this. Think about this. Could it be one of the reasons God's blessing was on our country the way it was? is because we were seeking after him. He says, you shall seek me and find me when you seek me 
with all your heart. Revivals went to one week. Then they went to three days. Now they're doing one-day revivals. Isn't that interesting? I think it's a symptom of the culture. Now, I'm not telling you all that just to put a guilt trip on you, but I am telling you this. Spend time investing in what is most important. God has provided the encouragement of his church for you for a reason. Take advantage of it. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the comfort that you provide for us through relationship with you, through friendships, through the church. And just help us.